Good evening, everybody. I am already lost. I don't know what's happening. I don't know if we're live. I think we are because Isaac's speaking. But welcome to the the real EFL, the real T-R-E-F-L-L-L, we're going to call it because it's a bit of a mixture. But it's the Thursday night breakdown and uh, delighted to say, going to just straight introduce people and we're going to get straight in and start doing this because it's the first time we're a little bit lost at what's going on. So regular face you may recognize you might not because she's been putting makeup on because she knew this one was going out live but welcome hannah look at the face she's not best pleased about that one I always, do you know what though every night this week because we've done loads of different podcasts i've put makeup on at like eight o'clock at night and just not but and then like do a podcast and it's videoed and then go to bed that's my it's, life it's so glamorous it's how it's, it's how it's become. It's just how it is. Going <laughs> uh, to also welcome another regular from. He's not done. He's not done the real EFL podcast, but from the lower league. Look, my co-host from there, no longer a national league. Uh, sorry, no, no longer an EFL fan, but a national league fan. Um, we can we can ask him about his game on Saturday. He will refuse to talk about it because they've got <laughs> smashed. From Grant, there we go. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How are we doing? I'm all right, I'm all right. Yeah, I've eventually recovered from that mess on, on Saturday. So, yeah. Cheers, have cheers you for that again. <laughs> have you recovered from the mess on Sunday? Yeah, I have. I have, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. Is that the level that. we're going for? Yeah. That's the level we're going oh. for. Um, this is, this is, this this is part of the league. Look, the level only goes down. Yeah, we'll drag you down to this level, Hannah. We will drag you down and beat you with experience. But also joining us, um, before we bring them in, gonna just explain a little bit about what we do. And look, we've got a little three person layout, which I like as well. Um, so the reason that we're doing this is we wanted to preview games on a weekend. We struggle with the real FL podcast to yeah. really cover what's coming up. It's because we talk too much about what's happened. Um, as we found out on Monday, um, Grant, I don't know if you watched, we got half an hour into the second. We went ad break. We thought we timed it perfectly. And then we mm -hmm. did an hour after the ad break. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> so you, you like, went on. We did. We didn't even talk about football. Yeah. My dad we said, I, I really enjoyed it, but there wasn't much football. I'm sure we only talked about football. I don't think it was that. I think they were very loose it, connections. You see, the two of you just talking about things loosely in football. It goes on and on and on. When mm -hmm. I end up talking on the 606, the 606 goes on until like 10 o'clock. The long ones. Yeah. So, I mean, the three of us together, <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? This could this might finish as the games kick off on Saturday. So we can yeah. we just go straight into them. Um but no, we wanted to preview, and we didn't want to sort of preview all the games because, we'll be honest, there's too much to talk about. But we, we said each week we would pick out two or three games that we think are the big games for the weekend, and we've done that this weekend. We've got a, uh, we've we've managed to get some guests from from weirdly a team that, without meaning to sound offensive, the one team out of the six that we're talking about tonight. This is the one team we didn't think we'd like. We'd usually struggle to find someone for. Yeah. Um, but no, so we've got joining us tonight. I'm going to bring them in now. Uh, we have got with us tonight, we've got Lewis and we've got Miles who run Generation Red, which is a Salford City, um, I believe, podcast slash fan page slash vlogs. 
Good evening, guys. Cheers, guys. Nice one for having Hi. us. How are you doing? You all right? Are you up past your bedtime, Miles? Yeah, he is. He's just come back from training, but I let him stay up a little extra half hour so he can do this. <laughs> and a late night tomorrow as well. Yeah, and I'll feel the wrath of it in the morning, I reckon. Are <laughs> you going tomorrow night, you? Oh, sorry, I was saying, are you going tomorrow night? Is it are you? Are you going tomorrow night? Is Miles going? Yeah, we're going tomorrow night. You finish training, don't you? Yeah. And then straight to the game. Late one, another late one for him, but getting used uh, to it. Yeah. Oh. What made you? Uh, I mean, how how long have you followed Salford for? Like, is it something that Miles has always followed, or is, was it? Did you did you start following them later on, and then he's followed you over, or? Uh, it's, it's pretty recent to be honest. I mean, I've been going on and off for years. I wouldn't say I was a an ad, like a solid fan. Uh, we live literally ten minutes from the stadium, so it's been one of them things where you pop in. But I'm a born and bred Man United fan. My whole family United fans live ten minutes from Old Trafford, so it's just one of them things. But um, I took you to. He's been to a few United games, but pre season won it. Went to what game was it? Yeah. Bolton, I think. Yeah, Bolton. And he just just fell in love with it. I think it's because of the. There's no messing about with it. It's just the game's fast-paced. It's a community club. Every, as soon as he walks in, people recognise him. And it's honestly, even myself, like the amount of drama that's going on at Man United, I've found myself following <laughs> what I do at United at the minute. Um, yeah. But yeah, we, we got season tickets this year and we've been to pretty much every game. Nice. I uh, I went to, to, to Radcliffe in pre-season, Salford Radcliffe, and watched, watched that game there, which... But me and Hannah have said we've kind of got an affiliation now to Salford, which we we didn't we don't like to admit, um, but we <laughs> but we admit it a lot, and it's yeah, I'm it's definitely like, not going tomorrow night. Hannah's Hannah's going tomorrow night as well as a Stockport County fan as well. Ooh. Hannah's going tomorrow night. Um, <laughs> so, so, you, you took you took Nicky out of me last season for Salford being my other team, didn't you? Yeah, but you drew Salford on a wheel. I drew Salford out. I drew them on a wheel and they became my other team for the season. And yeah. I backed them. And yeah. yeah. I get yeah, I think, every week. I don't think I was ever particularly fond of them until that media day and we got to speak to, I don't know, 11 or 12 of the first team players and kind of talking about them bouncing back from, from last season and Will, who's the kind of comms guy at Salford, told them all as they left the room that I was a county fan. Uh, Liam told Matt Cairns as he walked out, and that was slightly awkward. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, they're like like Lewis said, they're a, a really nice kind of community centred club as well. Yeah, yeah, we we found that we we kind of got welcomed there. Um, when a lot of other clubs wouldn't, and I think that's, you know, that's 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 the big difference. Um, but you know what? We're here to talk about the start of the season that they've had, and then this this game that they've got coming up this weekend, which I think we can probably say is is going to be the hardest one so far, uh, without a shadow of a doubt. Miles, are, are you are you going to give us? I'm, I'm going to guess that you're already going to say yes, but a Salford winning tomorrow night. <laughs> that didn't yeah. sound confident. Did it? <laughs> that didn't sound as confident as I thought it was going to. No. <laughs> He's watched enough, enough football this season to know. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's already so tuned into League Two. <laughs> listen, listen, when we first started this every week, it was yeah, Salford are going to win, and now it's like, 
Uh, we'll, we'll see. That's what I'm like. Miles, it's the best way to be because then you can like manage your own expectations and then if you get a win, it's like a nice surprise. That's like me as a Hartlepool fan. Like, I'm so used to Forever. losing. But like, when, when, there's a, when there's a win, it's great. I feel over the moon for like the next week and then it's back to normal of being just, I hate football. I've had it for the last 10 years with Man United. Like, I feel like I've sort of <laughs> brought myself into just being a full-time Salford supporter now. It's a, yeah. it's, it's, it's a strange one, isn't it, the Salford situation? Because you, you've got the class of 92 that are, that are running it, which, which does obviously attract a lot of Man United fans. Was that what it was for you? Like, Obviously, you've grown up on Man United. Those guys are, are like footballing heroes for you, I'm guessing. They, and to be... You, I watched your, your your latest videos, and I watched the one when you were at the Leeds game, and when you spoke when you got home, and like you were saying that Paul Scholes was was right behind you, but you didn't know. Yeah, and yeah. I, I believe he's Miles's favourite United player. Is that right? Yeah, he yeah. Was, he, was at, he was at the Bolton game as well, didn't you? But he left before we managed to grab him, which is a shame. So you've not managed to meet Scholes yet. You've not managed to meet him yet. This isn't, by the way, this isn't like a Graham Norton thing where we're in the waiting room. <laughs> I realised as I was saying that then, oh, I'm, I'm building something up here that's not going to happen. But, um, but it's going, it'll happen. It'll, it will. I know happen. how, I know how to attract them. Seeing, seeing this box, get some toenails. No, I might, I might be going to go. I don't hold toenails. I don't hold toenails in a box. By the way, that is that's disgusting. Um, <laughs> So let's let's get on to the game then. Hannah, you're you're big on stats. You're big on oh, how yes. teams are doing. For you, be brutally honest. Doesn't matter that the Salford guys here. Be brutally honest. What are you mm-hmm. expecting tomorrow going to the game? So, at the beginning of the season, I would have said that this would have been you know two teams towards the top. Both had good preseasons. Both have really good squads on paper. And actually what's happening is 18th are playing second. And uh, Salford are coming into it having won one game from the last five. Notts County have won three and drawn two. So um, goals, I mean, we know that there are, there are teams in League Two that have scored an awful lot of goals. Salford has scored nine um, versus 13, I think, for Notts County. Um, yeah, it, I, but saying that, Salford are a little bit like Stockport in the unusual, um, big games or the, the results that you're perhaps not expecting. And there's so, been so many times this season where I've looked at the score lines for, for Salford at half time, I thought, oh, it'll be all right because. They've got a reputation for scoring late, for recovering in the second half, and it just hasn't really seemed to happen. Um, they are beating Notts County on red card. They've had two to Notts County's one. Uh, but other than that, that's wise. it's very much in Notts County's favour. Oh, she's written it. You know, she's I'm, put it out there. You know, I'm going to I'm going to say about Notts County. I, I don't think they've had any say, massive tests. Accrington have probably been their biggest test so far this season. You look at the games that they've played, um, 
hammered by Sutton first game of the season. I um, then Grimsby, there was a lot of goals in it. Probably one of the teams that's tested them more. They did win it. I um, they drew John Remorkham. Then they played Doncaster, Tranmere, Accrington, and then they've drawn with MK Dons. So I think the games have been more challenging for them. We've seen them struggle a little bit more. I um, I think they've had a fairly easy start to the season. Um, I do think this is maybe going to be their first test of the season. They've got they've got Scott Simpson refereeing as well, who so far this season across all competitions, so not just League Two, has awarded twenty eight yellow cards and two reds, one of which was in League Two in the Accrington Harrogate game. Um, given I mean they've just settled, uh, they've announced today, haven't they, that Morecambe, the Morecambe Salford game that Liam and I talked about with. Uh, Matty Lund and then Tom uh, Tom Bloxham throwing the water bottle as he walked off. That's all been kind of done today. And Salford have been fined, I think, £3,000. But Morecambe have been fined 2500 And the fans are apoplectic that it's, you know, it was Lund that got sent off and it was, um, you know, it was very much instigated by Salford, which I'm sure Salford wouldn't necessarily agree with because of the whole Theo Vassell hair-pulling shenanigans as well. Um, but, yeah, discipline is something that both squads all want to be careful of on Saturday. Well, on Saturday, Friday, Friday night football. I love Friday night football. Friday nights are back. Um, for, you, for you then, Miles, I'm going to come to you. I'm guessing at school, all, all, all the boys at school, they'll... I'm guessing there's a lot of City and United. Well, yeah, all the boys. Yeah, but I'm get, I, I'm saying I'm not saying that, Hannah. You know, don't you don't need to make it something. Um, no, what I'm saying is like when I'm guessing like his 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 little mates that he plays with. I'm guessing there's a lot of City fans and United fans. Like, what do they say to you with you following Salford? Or do they give you any grief? Do they laugh at you? Do you do you give it back and say it's proper football because it is? This is real football. What you follow, you do it right. He's no. quite lucky. A couple of his mates in school are Salford fans as well, which helps. Oh, nice. Is it because is it you're, you're Salford famous? You think that's what it is? Still getting used to it. He gets embarrassed. <laughs> no, I don't think it was. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> <All your> mates, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Salford and United, uh, City United fans. It's going to be a very long season. Um, well, how so... are you doing for I was going to say, how are you doing for injuries, Lewis? Because Notts County aren't bad. They've got a couple out long term, but McGoldrick's back this weekend and Will Randall as well. I mean, I think we're doing all right. I mean, it's obviously, Shep got an injury, which wasn't ideal, but I think that Ingram's fitting really well into right back. Um, everyone's sort of doing all right. Obviously, um, Dakers looked like he had a knock in pre-season. I don't know if it was anything serious, but he's sort of he's not looked properly sharp when he's come on. I think that's probably why he's only getting 10, 15 minutes at the end of games. But uh, especially at the end of the Walsall game when he came on, he was probably our biggest threat for the last 10 minutes. Everything was going through him. Um, he, what, obviously, he's still a young kid as well, but it'd be good to see with rotating with Matt Smith as well, how, how effective he is going to be for the back end. Because, you know, we have got, we you know, we play Leeds and we've got Burnley, so... We've been racking up games at the start of the season already, yeah. Salford. So 
this is where I think the legs are going to start burning out. You could see it against Morecambe after the Leeds game going to penalty shootouts. They look knackered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, same, same with Walsall. I, thought, I actually thought with Walsall, we was the best team on the pitch. We absolutely dominated them for probably 70 minutes. There was 20 minutes mm-hmm. where they were to start the second half. Yeah. yeah. It should have been three or four goals in the first half, easily. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, Big game tomorrow, massive game. I think it's um, it's. I don't think there's anything else but a win. That if we're going to go for a promotion, even a chance, we've got to get back on track. Like it's, it's a bit of a it's sad, isn't it? You finish the game thinking, "How oh, have we not won that?" Especially with Walsall, like yeah, well, it's part of it. <laughs> we lost to Walsall as well. <laughs> um, so Miles, before before we came on, before we went live, I asked you who your your favourite Salford player was. Who who, who was it? Callum Hendry. So I thought I'm going to try and do something really nice um, because we know Callum Hendry. But I caught Callum Hendry right as he was about to walk into a film with his (laughs) missus. So unfortunately, Callum Hendry can't come on. He he said he'd love to just jump on and say hello. Um, But he has said that it's an honour for him to be your favourite player and he hopes to see you tomorrow night. And then he has said that if we cover a Salford game again, which we will be doing at some stage, if we get you back on, he'll come on and he'll say hello and we'll be able to do some stuff. How's that? Good. <laughs> We've done it. Um, he's so yeah. lovely. I do want to know I do want to know what film he's away to see with Messi's though. Well, I don't know if he's away. I don't know if he's going to watch one at the cinema or if he's about to watch one at home because they play tomorrow night. So I don't think he'll be out. I'm guessing he's just about to watch a film with his missus. She's um, quite heavily pregnant as well, isn't she? Not that you can't go to the cinema when you're heavily pregnant, but... I, I don't know. I just... No, Hannah, how, how do you find these things out? No, because I remember someone telling me that both um, Cal and Elle's girlfriends were both pregnant at the same time. Well, I thought that was the first time round. Were they pregnant this time round as well? No, that was this time, I think. Oh, well... Yeah. I might be there wrong. We go, then. There we go, then. But we'll definitely have you on with... We'll get Callum Hendry on. We'll do some stuff. Um, well, what we'll try and do is we'll get Hendry and Elliot Watt on together because they are a, a, they are a pair that you a want to spectacular double act. You want to speak to those two together because they they are they are like kids, and it's <laughs> it's so good to see. So yeah, we'll we'll definitely have you back on. Do you want to give us a a kind of a score prediction for tomorrow, both of you, and then we can. In fact, are we doing the Grant versus? Is that what we're going to do? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do so, it. you two predict a score each. Grant's going to predict a score. And then we're going to work out somehow some sort of point system. It's going to be the fans all season versus Grant. Because Grant doesn't follow the EFL anymore. Because I don't know if anyone noticed. I, I mentioned mean, this, I do follow the EFL. Yeah, but he doesn't support. He's non-league, is Grant. I don't know if I mentioned it. His team lost 5-2 <laughs> at the weekend. So, Grant follows National League football, part-time, plumbers, milkmen, it's all right. Up it's... until Saturday when they kicked off, Grant thought he were coming back this season. It's fine. We've played Doncaster next season. Who did you lose to on Saturday? I'm not poking. I genuinely don't know. Grant, who did you lose to? Oxford City. Oh. Oxford City. Mm. Not even Oxford United. Not even I was Oxford. Gonna, didn't know there was another one. 
Yeah, the best thing was we were two, we were two one up and then just capitulated in six minutes. Hannah's Anna, sat there like Robinho when he found out that Man City existed after he signed for him. <laughs> <laughs> there was more than one team. Uh, but yeah, let's do this then. Let's the three of you, let's get some score predictions for this Saturday, for tomorrow, sorry, for this weekend and we'll uh, we'll see what we can do. What do you want to go first? Me first, yeah. All right, uh, put the pressure on. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go against everything the stats are saying right now. I think Salford need a win. I think we need a statement win as well to get the season going. Um, I'm gonna say three-one Salford. I was gonna say three-one Salford, so I think we're onto something there. <laughs> get your bets on now. Well, I don't. I don't. I'm not allowed to, but uh, I, I would do if I could. Um, Miles, what about you? It'll be a hard game, but I think we'll win 3-2. 3-2. Yeah, it's going to be a right game to watch by the sounds of things. Grant, come on. Do you know what? I think there's going to be goals. I think it's going to be four goals. I think it's going to be a 2 all draw. Oh, I thought you were going to say 4-0 Notts County. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, it'll be 2 each. <laughs> Score draw. Um, do you know what? I, given how things have been going at Salford, I think that wouldn't be a bad result either. I think any, any of those three results would be a, an improvement over what's kind of been happening. So let's uh, let's let's see what happens. But guys, have you got any more questions for Salford before we go into it? We haven't got a Notts County fan. We kind of wanted to put them head to head, but we haven't managed to. They've not crawled fully out from under the rocks this season yet. No. <laughs> we'll do on Saturday if they say that we're yeah, they kept them, they still kept themselves very quiet. I think we said that earlier on, or the other week. I'm they're, they're going very quietly about their business this season, not scouting, aren't they? Yeah, very, yeah. very, very quiet. Um, it's yeah, it's good to it, kind of good to see because we didn't, I think they slipped under all our radars and they knew that that's the best place for them. But guys. Thank you very much, Miles Lewis. Thank you very much. Have a great night. Have a good night tomorrow. You might see Hannah there. She'll be the one not cheering when you score, but in the whole I end. think I probably will. Like, I was the same when I went to Sheffield Wednesday against Peterborough at the end of last season. I got properly into it. I she know it's the not the same. She, she was the same on season. the pitch. She invaded the pitch. <laughs> yeah. But that was, in my defence, that was because I couldn't break my cover because I was like, that was this lad next to me who kind of dragged me along and it was yeah just got caught in the moment did you see a lad in the photos where she took selfies on the pitch <laughs> I, I just remember hannah taking selfies on the on the pitch smiling yeah. away and you know what though i remember walking out and i think it was it was must have been the week before the our replay and thinking how happy they are that they're you know they're going to wembley and oh that's probably not going to be us after Saturday because I genuinely think that Salford played better at, at home than we did and, and didn't you know deserve the that result um but yeah you know, Salford's equalizing the last minute and it's just going to run on knee slide in the center circle <laughs> cuddle Callum Hendry they're very protective of their pitch you know it's cool. yeah, I really hope you enjoy Really hope you enjoyed your film last night. <laughs> it really is a uh, a very 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 protected pitch. It's it's strangely like a ritual. Don't go near it. But yeah, guys, honestly, thank you for you two coming on. We'd love to have you back on when we get 
when we grow a little bit and we get more people on for different clubs, um, I really want to... I'm gutted we haven't seen Chal in the chat tonight yet. Um, we have a challenge for Chal, which a involves you. A challenge. A challenge. Oh, um, there's the feature. It's the challenge. Yeah. Hashtag Just marketing. We should invite Chal on every week to do a challenge. Yeah. So, what have we had tonight? We had challenge. We've had declamation. Uh, we've had all sorts, haven't we? We don't <laughs> talk about declamation. Declamation no. of characters. We, we, right. still, we don't talk about that. Guys, thank you very, very much. We'll let you guys crack on. Um, you get yourself to bed. You, you've got a late night tomorrow night. Yeah. <laughs> get yourself settled in. But thank you very much. And we'll let you know when we can sort something up with Hendry. And we'll get it all on. We'll get them both together and we'll have you back on. Look for the rest of the season, Ali. I'll show yeah. the season again. You will do. Cheers, guys. Bye. Right. Oh. So. so uh, hold on. Am I allowed to swear now? Um, I don't know if you're allowed to swear here, Grant. I mean, okay. I, I guess so. Yeah, um, just going to put out to the chat because we've got people watching on Twitter, we've got people watching on YouTube. Um, we're still Hello. wanting people from the fan bases that we're here to discuss tonight. So tonight we're discussing not Salford and Notts County, mm -hmm. Wrexham and Grimsby, Grimsby and Swindon versus Walsall. If you are a fan of any of those clubs, send us a message through Twitter. We'll get the link to you. Come on and hop in and and give us your views on what's going to happen. But from a Notts County perspective, guys, are you confident going into this game if you were a Notts County fan? I would be. Hmm? I, I would definitely be. Because they are, despite me saying they've played some good teams, they've got form, you've only played but in front of you. It's that old cliche of football. Um, yeah. They've got a decent run of form. They're scoring goals. Um, they're fair, they've got fitness on their side. I don't think they've got a massive injury list, as we said. Um, I would be feeling really confident if I was a, if I was not County coming into that. I looked at head-to-head. -head. They've played once before in 2015, November 2015, in uh, the FA Cup 1. So that's the pre-rounds, like pre -rounds, isn't it? And Salford won 2-0. So that's, that's all I can go off in terms of head-to-head -head form. I don't know. I... I think Salford are due uh, not an upset because you would expect it from them, but uh, a change in form and to hit their stride. And they will be up for it. Notts County is second in the league. They've had a good, really good start. That Salford wants to prove themselves. So I, I do think Notts County will win, but I would quite like Salford too. Yeah, what's the reason of this game being moved to Friday night? There's a few. So we've got Notts County on a Friday night as well, but it's that weekend before Christmas. But we've got at both our games against Salford last season were on Friday nights as well. Just just quickly, five you've uh, said that he can come on to discuss Swindon for 10 minutes. So we've got a Swindon discussion. Um, I've sent you the link, five if you want to jump in. Um, and we can, um, we can Isaac asked a question about Neil Wood um, Liam and I talked about this on Monday uh, or was it 
Mm, I don't know. It might have been with Artel last night. Um, And he, I think that he will be given time. They have always regretted and and been quite open and honest about how they regretted letting Graham Alexander go so so soon. So I think that he, he will be given time. They know what he's capable of. They know what that squad's capable of. And yeah. they had their highest league finish last season. So, you know, they didn't, that their squad hasn't changed that much. They lost Torre. Um, I think there were a couple of others that, that moved on, but they're a strong squad. And, and with Elliot Watt back and, um, and firing shots and crosses at Cal, then they'll be hopefully back to where they were. If he's, we talked about him being back tomorrow have you heard anything else liam um i i've heard nothing um i know that the present that i sent him arrived today i got a message to say it arrived today it's going to be given to him tomorrow so he's there he's going to be Mm -hmm. there tomorrow but i don't i don't he's not i don't think he's trained um this week so i've not heard he has no one's said anything it could be a little bit of an ace up the sleeve Any Salford fan will be hoping to see his name at least in the squad for this match, won't they? We can bet again from maybe back. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, he, guys, we're going like to... He's like the key to unlock their form. Yeah, yeah. He's, he, everything goes through Elliot Watt. Um, mm-hmm. We spoke about this on Monday. Everything goes through Elliot Watt, and you, you look at people thinking maybe they should have recruited to make sure they had a backup, but you, you can't get a backup Elliot Watt. That person's not no. going to be a backup. That person walks it, into a, any other team. It's that partnership with Callum Hendry as well. Yeah. Like you can't necessarily replace us. And we, we've talked about this and it'll be interesting to see what Fifey's got to say about the partnership between Jake Young and, and Dan Kemp, which is, you know, almost the alchemy that it's, uh, you know, that it's become. But that's brand new versus... Liam just can't wait to see that partnership that broke up in January. Well, right. Um, I, no, do you know what I'm... So you're talking and talking about Callum Hendry and Elliot Watt and then moving it on to Jake Young and, and, and Dan Kemp. I can see Fifey in the waiting room below going like this. Mwah. Chef's kiss. <laughs> Mwah. So that's why I'm going... Mm-hmm. Crying at the thought of Jake Young's departure, which is going to be, you know, what are we now? September? Three months? We brought him in. Let's see if we can get some teeth <laughs> out of him. Uh, bye, everyone. How are we doing? Yeah. We all right, all right, sir. Yeah, not bad, not bad. How are you guys? I was great until Jake Young and Dan Kemp came up. <laughs> uh, I have to say, I'm, I'm loving this whole uh background and stuff you've got going on. This is class. Oh, do you know what? I told Liam that we needed to do like a photosensitive warning yeah. for people with epilepsy because when we tried it this afternoon within about five seconds i was like liam are those gonna stop i said i don't know how <laughs> i didn't know how to stop them so they just keep going no, it's class class work I think, I think it looks really good me but like this was made in about half an hour today which is which is good yeah. um i do quite like it as well to be fair that's smart. Well, look, Fifey, welcome. Um, welcome to Thursday Night Breakdown. Not Thursday Night Smackdown, Thursday Night Breakdown. Indeed. Um, 
where we're going to talk about, well, where we do talk about the, the games that are, are coming up, the, the big ones, and we've picked your game, Salford. No. That's Liv, that is. That's Liv, Liv's been calling them Salford for a year. Uh, <laughs> Swindon and Walsall. It is a much bigger game, I think, that's been made much bigger by sections of both sets of fans. Oh, don't, honestly. Forming some sort of rivalry. The, the, the thing is, neither side wants the rivalry. No. doing it. Um, and it's all about filling the ground, isn't it? Is that where it stems from? Um, To be honest, I don't really know. It's It sort of started a couple of years ago. Um, final game of the season where it must have been the year we got to the playoffs. I think mm-hmm. we had them last game of the season. We secured our playoff place at there. I think some of our fans may have invaded the pitch to celebrate. Possibly, I can't. I can't really remember. It's a long time ago. I'm not as young as I used to be. Um, but we actually discussed this the other day because it, it's a weird thing. And and despite my my social media presence being reasonable. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not afraid to, you know, get involved in discussions and stuff. I kind of leave that side of things to other people because we did the same last year. We made up a fake rivalry with Bradford just to make it entertaining. Uh, I think you, you were pretty much the, the cause of that. This year, obviously, the Flynn thing made us come up with a fake rivalry with Warsaw. And we're like, we, we, like I said, we discussed it the other day and we're like, why? You, initially, Swindon fans were like, oh, Warsaw are obsessed with us all of a sudden. Every tweet Warsaw fans is about Swindon. But you see Swindon get a win and it's like, Flynn plays boring football, doesn't he, Warsaw? And then like hashtag Sadlers and stuff. You're like, come on, leave yeah. it alone. I actually, I, I had this conversation with you with, with our very good friend, Ben, um, because Ben's the, Ben's the one that says, Warsaw are obsessed with us. Now, my <laughs> earliest tweet remembering this Walsall versus Swindon thing was Ben stirring it. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> and, that, and I said to him on Sunday, I didn't name him, but I, I was hinting that it was him. I was like, it was a Swindon fan, Ben. And he was like, oh, right. You try to say that Ben has forged a rivalry, Liam. Is that what you were saying here? Ben has had individual rivalries with us as people. With our clubs, including me, including five. <laughs> ben, ben, Ben's had Ben's had some weird rivalries, some really weird. I've seen Ben arguing with French people for nothing, just for nothing, just on Twitter. Just Ben's just arguing with French. French people for yeah, for uh, for for something political. <laughs> like Ben, they're not French. Is it, it, it in French? Yeah, it doesn't even affect Ben because he lives here, over this way. Um, but going into the football then, looking at what you guys have done this season, which, by the way, hats off. I said Jake Young would be a big signing. No one called this. Even Jake Young didn't call this. Mm-hmm. How instrumental has that three been? Like In terms of when looking back over the years as a Swindon fan, that three, Jake Young, Dan Kemp, Charlie Austin, have you ever seen a three collectively as effective as those right now? Um, I would say not in not in very recent memory. Um, Doyle Yates and there would have been a supply chain would definitely be in there, obviously. 
Um, but yeah, I, and, and I'm glad you said free because everyone's focusing on the two because they're scoring. But they've said themselves, and and there are a number of Swindon fans, and again, something we've discussed that are saying, you know, Hepburn Murphy's coming off the bench and scoring goals as well now. Charlie Austin isn't scoring. You need to drop Charlie. No, don't drop Charlie. Charlie is the reason Young and Kemp. And if you remember, it was a few weeks ago. Um, I either came on Lower League Look or, or or one of your other shows, and I, and I said, look, Charlie Austin's not going to be our top goal scorer this year. It's clear as mud he's not going to be our top goal scorer this year. But what he is offering is the opportunity for mm-hmm. Kemp and Young to absolutely blitz the league at the minute. It's horrible. I, do you know what my saving grace in all this is? Jake Young can't play against Bradford. That's <laughs> my only... Only kind of excitement in all of this is that I get to. I mean, obviously, you're coming up for the the hospitality, and I get to stand during the game with Jake Young and talk to him about you'd have scored that, wouldn't you, Jake? Would you have liked to have been on the pitch for that? I'm just gonna you know, just get in his ear, just get in his head for the rest of the season. Um, what has it been like to watch them playing? Because it, it must have been. What's it like to watch a team that you just know when you're on the attack, there's a high possibility you're going to put it in the back of the net? Because none of us so three are seeing it, that right now. It, it It's weird. And and admittedly, and I've said this as well, that these sorts of questions are much better placed to like people who logistically can go a lot more regular than me. But what I've seen so far, it, it's it's great to watch, especially when you consider everything about last year. It's great to watch the 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 attacking side of our game that there's there's a fluidity to it there's a plan to it you can see what we're trying to achieve and doing it with a ridiculous amount of efficiency really because like something I pointed out was if you go back to say the Wrexham game I think it was we scored five but we only had eight attempts on goal and we scored five mm-hmm. of them so we're doing it with with ruthless efficiency as well um don't get me wrong, and and a lot of Swindon fans call me out for having this opinion. It is atrocious watching us try and defend. It is scary watching us try and defend because we just simply cannot do it. We 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 technically play with three centre backs. We we really play with two defensive players, and one of them's the goalkeeper. You know, it's like, um, that, it's like that picture of the horse. It's got the, the really well drawn front end, and then the back of it is just <laughs> it's been drawn by my child. But uh, but yeah, it, it, the thing is, and the, the argument amongst the fan base is, um, or, or not even really an argument, it's basically everyone against me is, it's, it's entertaining. And while it's working and it's entertaining, everything is absolutely fine. And I can't argue with that. No, it, it's that thing, if, if, if you take the mantra of, if you score four, we'll score five, and it's working, you really yep. can't. But... If you stop scoring five and they yeah. don't stop scoring four, then then Flynn all of a sudden goes from having a beautiful, beautiful answer to having a huge problem, doesn't it? So I was gonna uh, say, yeah, but you, there's no reason you absolutely, to... Are you absolutely shitting yourself for January when both Young no. and Kemp get recalled and it's, no. they, you, they score four and we score none? No, no, not at all. But the reason for that is, and and this is one of the few things that has almost united all of the fans, um, is we know what's coming. We know exactly what's coming. We know probably January 1st they get recalled. And there's there's a strong belief that at least one of them come back 
but probably not until transfer deadline day. Because regardless, it, it would not make sense for either Bradford or MK Dons to say, oh, yeah, he's done really, really well for you, having back nice and early. You know, there, there's potentially, what, three takeout I mean, we don't do cup runs, so you can forget the FA Cup anyway. But potentially, there's there's one or two cup games that they miss. But realistically, there's three, possibly four league games, I think, that, that they're not in there for. And despite, you know, performances in in August and, and possibly in September to an extent, both Bradford and MK Dons are going to be considered promotion rivals right up until the point that mathematically it's not the case. And if so we really want to be promotion rivals, they're not going to want to help us get six, nine, twelve points in January by letting us have those players back. Fifey as well. Looking at say your second most informed team in the league, drew with Crew, beat Forest Green, drew with Wrexham, beat Crawley, yep. drew with Doncaster, beat Sutton. Yep. But then in October you've got. Yeah, yeah. Notts County, Bradford, yeah. Reading in the EFL Trophy, which, you know, but it's a game and it's, you know, it could have psychological impact. Mm-hmm. Newport, who are yep. exceeding everyone's expectations, yep. Salford, Gillingham and MK Dons. And then the mighty Stockport County in November, yep. obviously. Obviously, on your birthday weekend, as I remember. Mm-hmm. 20, 21 points there, guys. I just counted them up as we went through it. There's so, 21 points out of seven games. So when yeah. the fixtures were announced, people picked out October and said, this is where we'll really know. Because, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's not in a, in a disrespectful way to the other teams, but that is the teams that are expected to, to challenge, you probably yeah. named four or five of them in that list. Yeah. Um, the difference between asking that question now and asking me when the fixtures was announced is realistically... No one will want to play Swindon right now because we can score goals. Now, yeah. if they dry up, if we get to, if we don't score against Notts County, like, so in that first week we've got Notts County on the Tuesday, Bradford on the Saturday. Yeah. If we lose both of those and don't score, questions will already be asked for the rest of the month, regardless of what's happened in August and September. But right now, even with the young not playing against Bradford thing, I don't think anyone will want to play Swindon the form they're in because although they know they will get the chance to score, because let, let's face it, Crawley had the chances to score. Doncaster with 10 men had chances to score. Yeah. yeah. But the, the with the exception of, I think, I think Doncaster's the only game we haven't scored in so far. And we, I don't think we haven't scored in a league game. I think we scored to a minimum two, which means that gives the other teams a headache. Yeah. They have. They know they're going to have to score to get anything. Yeah. So going yeah. from on the pitch and yep. everything, kind of. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Everything going well. You know, defensively, maybe not, but you're scoring more goals, so you can't knock it. Can't, um, can't argue that. You've got to leave yourself open at the back to get forward and score more goals. So you, there's times where you're going to, you, if you play that way, you're going to concede. But yeah, and we've said before that the thing that frustrates me with that is um, a lot of people outside of Swindon, when they do see the highlights packages, we've discussed it before, Swindon score good goals. Yes. And, and my, my yeah. counter thing is all the goals we concede seem to be really rubbish goals to concede. Like I want, 
I, I, I said the other day, I'd love us, I'd love to see what we can do with a one nil lead because the only game close to that with a low scoring affair was Forest Green, where we came from a goal down. I, I'm interested to see if we've got the mental attributes to win a game one nil and see a game out because you know we we throw away three and four goal leads at the minute. So can we hang on when the pressure's there? Um, I've lost my train of thought now. Um, <laughs> yeah, that happens. <laughs> but but um, sorry, carry on. No, my my thing was um, was just looking at things on the pitch. Obviously, going so well. Yeah. Off the pitch, there's there's obviously certain things that are happening that are raising questions, and we we're not. But we not only are we. I'm not going to say we're just not going into them. Certain stuff that we're we're avoiding for for reasons we don't want to get into certain things because we don't know the full facts and without knowing them it's difficult to talk. But what we're Pure speculative, we exactly. And one thing that we can say as a as a fact is that Rob Angus leaves tomorrow. I believe it is. It's his yep. last day. Your CEO, who came from being a member of the trust, yep, joined the club, became the CEO. I want to say out of nowhere he's left, but it's not out of nowhere. It's like there's been sort of rumblings for a it's while. Been widely, but... It's been widely rumoured three times in the last 12 months. Yeah, <laughs> but, but in terms of it going from being so good to him having to leave, that's quite a fast decline, isn't it, really? Like how yep. fast it went from being that to those rumours starting. Are there any any rumours, not even just rumours, is there any any information that's been given at all as to why he's stepping away, aside from it, It's purely reasons. been put down to personal reasons. Now, I've seen, and again, like you, I don't know the facts. I, I form an opi- my own opinion based on whatever evidence is put in front of me. Yeah. Um, I have seen a couple of people suggesting that there has been rumours he's been unwell, which, if that is the case then obviously he's made the best decision for him and his family. And, and I mm-hmm. hope he he is able to enjoy some, some time off. And, and if he is unwell, obviously recovers back to back to full strength. I don't know him personally. I can't answer if that's the case. Um, the, the fact of the matter is we've seen him thrown under the bus on multiple occasions. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised. I'm actually personally surprised he's been there as long as he has because... I thought there were there were multiple opportunities he would have stepped aside, um, and for whatever reason that isn't the case. Um, obviously, all Swindon fans thank him for the job he's done. Um, whether we've agreed or disagreed with every decision that's been made or every statement that's been made, anyone that knows me knows that isn't the case. But ultimately, at the end of the day, we're, we're talking about a human being in a corporate in a corporate world here, and whatever the reason whether he's actually jumped or being pushed, we may never know the truth, the, the actual truth. But mm-hmm. uh, ultimately, there are some there are some who are purely trying to step away because there's been a lot of, let's go with shenanigans off the pitch for a little while. And, I and, love that word. And to be fair, they've seen it as long as I've been a Swindon fan. But uh, a lot of people are just trying to focus. Let, let's just enjoy things while they're good on the pitch. People like me, bits a bit more cynical. I I am focusing on stuff off the pitch as well because I like for me, I can enjoy what's happening on the pitch, but mm-hmm. I can also separate it and be like, well, that's taking care of itself for the moment. So let's see what's actually going on here. Uh, and there are people who are able to sort of um, discuss it in a lot better, clearer, sort of jargony and and just 
more descriptive than I can, and I can only talk of my own opinions on stuff. But yeah, the, it, it worries me stuff going off the pitch a little bit. Um, but at the moment, I'm, I'm trying not to let it ruin. I'm aware of it, and I'll talk about it, and I'll raise it, and I'll discuss it. But I'm not trying not to let it ruin what's going on early doors. It's like having cramp when you're pumping your misses, isn't it, Pfeiffer? Like, uh, well, know, given you know that, there, given but you're really enjoying yourself, so you don't want to pay any attention to it. Problem is, mate, given, that, uh, given that she left three and a half years ago, it's been a long time. I've kind of forgotten. <laughs> right, back on track. So, um, so welcome, welcome before. to marriage counselling <laughs> live on YouTube. This isn't just any old breakdown. This is the marriage <laughs> breakdown discussion. Anyone so, wanting to discuss your post-marital issues? Turn this into a, bre- this into a, a breakdown thing for football fans to come. Ah, oh, mate, it's fine. I, I, uh, mate, I broke down a long time ago. I'm well on the way back up the mountain now. Don't you worry yes, about that. I, I laugh and joke about we, it. That's what we like to see. That is what we like to hear. But I'm going to bring you back to football. Five. If anyone's interested, though, Liam's got all my contact details. I have. <laughs> I have. Um, no age bracket on the on the higher end. Um, there's uh, basically, end um, so I get asked this a lot at work as, as you're asking the question. And, and the only kind of things I'm looking for is um, alive, legal and interested, really. <laughs> have you called Ben? <laughs> Uh, yeah, do you know what? Just the other day we had this discussion, yes. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so there's a question come in. Uh, well, not a question, an opinion. Um, is this the reaction to Fifey's new Tinder profile that we've now just made? No, it's no not, it's but not. Bumble and Hint, <laughs> mate, I gave up on Tinder. I hated it. I met, I bet if, it's, if, it's, if it gives you any sort of inspiration, I met live on Bumble. Well, that's all the inspiration I need to carry on, mate. She's still on there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but this this question or this point's coming about Swindon, and I already disagree with it, but I want to I okay. hear your thoughts on it. Okay. So, in my opinion, Swindon need a goalkeeper. I don't rate your keeper, but I hope Jake Young does well. So, this is an interesting one because it's kind of a reverse soul brin at the moment where people fans were well on his back very first game last season. And mm-hmm. quickly, fans began to really like him. And then there were a few of us who were like, is he as good as people say? Mahoney came in with a reputation, like QPR said, yeah, he's good. Uh, and like fans would say, he does look good. He's just a bit small. And you're like, okay, uh, right. Mm-hmm. Um, now, first few games, he's he's made some cracking saves. Um, a couple of people have highlighted maybe he's been at fault for one or two goals more recently. I haven't really... I haven't really turned on him at all. I still think he looks like a decent, he's a very good communicator. He's capable of making the 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 you know the good saves. He's he's decent with the ball at his feet. And and as I said, we don't we haven't conceded like good goals. If you know what I mean by that, you know they they've all been rubbish from a defensive perspective. So when it's really really bad defending, I I tend not to necessarily blame the goalkeeper unless there's one you like. Mate, you should be saving that. But yeah, ultimately, uh, a lot of the goals we've conceded, I've personally said, I'm looking at the team as a whole saying, we are, when the ball crosses the halfway line, depending on which side it is, we are either prime Barcelona or we are dog and duck United. <laughs> I like it. He's, he's sick. He's sick. 
his save percentage is up there at what sixty eight point eight percent. That's because seventh well, highest so- in the league. If you remember the point I made earlier, like go back to Wrexham, we scored five out of eight opportunities. Generally, every opposition we've had has had in and around 20 attempts on goal per game. Yeah. We, we concede a lot of opportunity. Yeah, you've had 30, 32 shots on target against you, see 22 of them this season. I think that's a good record. That's not a bad record by anyone's standards. I think, you see, when you're looking at top keepers in the league, for me, I think when you're starting to look over 70%, I'm, he's, he's nearing on that. I'm actually, the, I think the person that's put that in was a, was a Bradford fan. Harry Lewis has a lower safe percentage than him so far this season. Not much, and what, 68.4. I think when these discussions happen, because at the end of the day, we all want like we all want our clubs to be brilliant at everything and be superb, but what... what no, no insult intended when I say this, Grant. But you know, we have to remember we're discussing League Two footballers. Yeah, of course, well, we are. We are. Well, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming, Grant. Yeah, I know. Cheers, cheers, cheers all. Thanks again for that. Um, I can't work I mean, out season. I can't work out whether Jonathan's being sarcastic or not. Whether no, up I he's, and he's or. Is he fearing Swindon or is he fearing Jake Young? Yeah, Jonathan. It's, it's a, a package. At the end of the day, it's a package. Jake Young's doing no. really well because of what Swindon are doing. Yeah. See, that's if you take Jake Young out be... of it, if you took Jake Young out of it and put someone else in, say, what if he gets injured? Well. Yeah. So this is going to be the interesting one, I think, because this is the name. Yeah, it will be, and it, it's all it's all hypotheticals. Uh, yeah. uh, I think Hepburn Murphy is capable of the same scoring ratio that Young's got, but they're different types. So that ultimate that ultimately changes the plan a bit. You know, he's not quite as as physical. And I know Liam said to me in the past, you know, Young isn't a target man, which is true. He's not, but he's that bit more airily mobile and, and physical compared to what Hepburn Murphy is. But that also um, Woody on our podcast made made a good point. If you look at Charlie Austin, people talk about the goals he hasn't scored yet. He spent all preseason building up a partnership with Hepburn Murphy, not with Young. So if they come in, then yes, it might alter how we play, but equally it, it might suit certain players in a different way. So it might mean Kemp's a bit quieter. But like one of the things that was highlighted to me, and I hadn't really thought about it until someone said it, is we all raved and, and rated McEachran last year, and he's still playing really well. But because of what Kemp's doing, nobody's even talking about McEachran. Yeah. So it might be that if Young's injured and we have to play Hepburn Murphy, Kemp might go quiet, but McEachran might come to the come to the surface again and be be the star. So we, we've got that. There is talent there. I'm I'm very worried about depth, and if we have more than one injury or suspension at a time, then I'm I'm slightly concerned. So I'm, just trying, to, I'm trying to ride the wave being, while I can. Who do you look at being Sorry. more key to the model? Do you look at it being more young or do you look at it being more Kemp? Because the SNMK Dons fan, keep in mind, is asking this question. That match, Kemp's not going to be able to play. Um, he's on loan from MK Dons. I, I would suggest Kemp slightly. Because again, the the chances created, and I'm not diminishing the return that Young's already put in, but I think again with Austin and Hepburn Murphy, you've got strikers who can equally take the majority, not necessarily all, because there's been some really good goals he scored with some individual class, but you know they they can equally score some of the goals. 
Um, so I would say Kemp's probably of the two with the question that was asked is more influential because we don't have, I don't personally think we have another one. Like if he's missing, I'm not sure who does that job. There are people who will do similar, but not quite the same. Like we've got people who can, who, who can run with the ball, but they might not have the finishing or the, or the guile for the through balls and stuff. We've got people who can finish, but might not have the running ability and dribbling ability. You know, mm -hmm. we're, we're looking at when he's not available, you're looking at, it's likely going to be either Kane or shade that replaces him. And again, there's signs that both are improving. Um, Flynn is doing well with improving some of the fringe players that I personally have criticized over the last 12 months but they're not quite at the level yet of Kemp. So I think if he's missing, it's more of a problem for the current model. I, I said Kemp, and then obviously I'm, I'm probably a bigger Jake Young fan than any Swindon fan out there. Like, mm -hmm. Jake Young, like, it's, I've never sat in the stand at a Bradford game looking at my phone and, and celebrating when I hear a player scored at another game. Um, it it must mind. really irritate you as well that your phone's constantly going off with like a hundred Swindon fans all messaging you the same thing. He scored again. He scored again. He scored yeah, again. Yeah, oh, my inbox is insane. And the, and the yeah, worst but... part is is the is the Swindon fans that are trying to give me grief for it. <laughs> Fifey, we've I've had to buy a button. This is my Jake Young button. And then whenever Liam mentions Jake, and, and Ryan's been genuinely concerned about the batteries in it. So Liam's told me that he's just going to buy more batteries, which doesn't really solve the problem. I've got no shame. Anytime I say Jake Young, she pushes the button. And that's fine. It's But yeah, I, I literally, obviously, I sit in the staff block and like I, I'm going to staff. He's done it again. <laughs> he's scored another. He's got, oh, there's an assist as well. Aboise has scored at Grimsby. That's literally all I'm doing in games at the minute. And they're like, are you watching this game? Like, nah, you're all right. It's not. No, it's all. Um, it's not um, as entertaining. It, well, it's, it's not. And that's not, you know, we're, we're playing a different way this season. And But look, as someone who really strongly advocated for Jake Young, not just for Swindon, like last season, I, I said, I think he needs a chance. We should have given him a chance. We didn't. But then for me, it's like quite a... It's quite liberating to see him doing so well after being, it was on yours on Fools Rushing where I, I was asked, who would you sign? And I think I named him and Omar Bogle as the two that I felt would be a decent pair to add. Obviously, you went and got Jake Young and, and, and Dan Kemp and Grant knows all about Dan Kemp from... Mm -hmm. oh, what, what, I mean, what a play. What a play. I can just watch him all the time. He's such an easy player to just watch. And he's a wizard on the ball. That goal that we seen right in front of us, Liam, was phenomenal. He just danced through everyone. Yeah, and he danced through the Bradford defence. Has, um, has he had the chance to get on many set plays with yourself and free kicks yet, Fifey? Um, he, he has. Um, but again, it's it's not something we see a lot of, um, bizarrely, because it's normally him on the ball. He's, before he's been fouled, he's normally set young up to score, or or we've generally we've just already scored before we get a free kick. I don't think he had a free kick off target for us when he was with us. Like every single one was on target, and he scored three of them. He's, 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 he's a, he's a very ball. good. Aside from his ball carrying skills and and you know all of that technical side, he's a very good manipulator of a football. Yeah, 
He, he is Inky a very, Dons very, very good player. Inky Dons are fucking stupid for letting him go. I, mm-hmm. I just need to say on a personal note, so I've realised something when I was talking about getting cramp earlier, Fife. <laughs> yes. My son has just said bye <laughs> in the chat. He's been here since the start and I forgot. So I saw him pop up and like also saw someone pop up and say hi dad and I was thinking is it like someone off the lower league look no. group that you know it's a bit of an in joke and then I thought no it probably is but I didn't that's, that's even... my son <laughs> see you later Riley well he might not have done but Riley thank you very much for watching it's at least look he's supporting I don't care um it's his first time he's actually watched um yeah I realized as soon as he said bye I was like Oh no! Um, this is a highlight reel. This show tonight already, uh, but five it just because we we we're not gonna, we don't want to go for for hours on this. We just want to ask them for you. Who or give us a score prediction for this Saturday? What do you think is going to happen? What's oh, what's your challenge? Grad, it's challenge grad time. It is challenge um, grad. I think this this has the potential to be uh, another really difficult one for us. Um, but I'm I'm loath to change what's what I'm doing at the moment because it's working. So I'm going to say that Charlie Austin will score because the more I say it, the more he doesn't, and the more Kemp and Young do. So Charlie <laughs> Austin will score. Um, both teams will score because, as I said, we can't defend either. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, I was thinking draw, but I, I want to. I, I'm, I'm fine coming across as negative on, on my own pod, where, where people say I'm not a real fan, etc. But when I come on other people's, I, I want to really fly that Swindon flag. So I'm going to say we'll be, we'll, we'll be three nil up, and we'll end up winning the game four two. Oh, Christ. Grant, what about you? What's your what's your oh, prediction? Because this is you're I'm against this idea. I was just gonna say four two. <laughs> there you go. I've got it written down. I'm gonna write down everything. Oh yeah, four two. I, I completely agree. Well, anyone watching this, put your like money on this now. If me and Grant are saying four two. Yeah, they never well, agree on scores, ever. So <laughs> Piper, before you go. We're telling yes, you about a segment, a segment that we're going to introduce, hopefully, when we get more more people on from different clubs. So, I'll tell you what you would have been doing tonight if you came on and we had a Walsall fan here. You noticed straight away the retro wrestling, the early 2000s Smackdown look that we took. Oh, uh, you would have wanted us to cut some sort of promo. On each other. Yes. That is that is the, the, the thing going forward is going to be the two fans putting a promo on why their team is going to be the or what they're going to do to the other. Would you have been up for that? I, I would have done. And now that I know, next time I come on, I'll, I'll be a little You're bit really more prepped. I've got to be a bit more. I need to know in advance that that was coming at well, me. See, so the thing is, a lot of times, like Liam will know, when people come on mine, I don't give anyone any any prep time if I'm going to ask a question. So uh-huh. I I could have. I'm sure I could have done it. But um, for for the levels that you guys would want, I would have to be a bit more Rock versus John Cena, where I've got it written on my arm. Yeah, get it on your wrist. It's all in the wrist, Wayne. It's all in the wrist. Yeah. The wrist. <laughs> yeah, but that's the aim. Um, that's going to be like kind of a, a thing that we do going forward, which I think. I'm really be... conscious. I hope it's just the live. I've got like 
Hitler hair going on. <laughs> yeah, at least you've got the week, start to go with it. Well, the other week I went on the Wrexham uh, Twitter space after Bradford Wrexham, and I call I com, uh, compared Ollie Palmer to Hitler. I remember um, this. Yes, I've heard this. And then photoshopped Ollie Palmer <laughs> as uh, as the man himself. You also um, interviewed Dave Artell last night naked. Oh my god, Grant! I can't tell. Like, so I don't see I, any problems here. It was a hundred percent problematic. Uh, there was, there was nothing okay with. We were just talking nicely about change management theory, and because he's doing courses, and I did an MBA, and it was really lovely, and I was really enjoying it. And then naked Liam pops up. It was the most disturbing thing that you can. Well, Possibly imagine. Whether or not this is my last contribution to this episode, I've I've never uh, I've never had an issue with with naked Liam at any point, and I think oh, there should be more more naked Liam available to people as no. as, as they require it. No, I've called. I've video idea, called you in the bath. I've video called you in the bath, and I've five. You have video called me in the bath. I've I've been in bed with you and Liv before as well. Liv was there too. I kept seeing her hand. Well, I, I assume it was Liv. I don't know. I might have just. <laughs> it, but... And you're assuming it was a hand. <laughs> we do top and was tail. It, was it fist shaped? Oh God! Uh, well, this has been a pleasure. <laughs> Right, Fife, thank you very much for coming on. It has been a pleasure. Um, no yeah, worries. Yeah. If, you're, if you're struggling for any insightful Swindon fans again and but you, and you need someone, you know where I am. Yeah, if we're scraping the barrel. If you're scraping <laughs> the barrel, I'm generally available. <laughs> As you very eloquently pointed out, I, I have no one else here taking up my time. So. <laughs> you pointed it out, we didn't. <laughs> See you, guys. See you later, mate. See you later, mate. Right, so that's two of the games out of the way. <laughs> Are there we any didn't really, or... I we didn't really talk about Walsall that much at all. There. But you know what? I nearly said that at one point because they, you Sorry. know, fairly equal in terms of form head to head. And my money's Sorry. on Walsall, honestly. I have an idea. Oh, God. Isn't that like idea. a BBC thing? I have an idea. I have an idea. No? I thought, I thought BBC stood for something else. Katie Moore, it's like a kid's... Yeah, anyway. It's definitely not, not the one that I've seen. <laughs> um, so, my idea is... This is obviously new, so we said that this was a kind of a, a test to see how it would work. It's a work in progress, isn't it? It's a work it, in is, progress. it is. <laughs> so, I think rather than focusing on the teams, the games that we think are going to be the, the big games... Mm-hmm. Each week we focus on the crisis teams and we get those fans in and they have a breakdown. A breakdown. <laughs> where they beg and plead for their team to perform well going forward and they, they, they do whatever they can to try and inspire us that they're going to turn it around. We get Doncaster fans on who come on and cut a promo about how Grant McCann is the best manager in the league and how we all don't know what we're talking about, and two points is actually a good thing. Um, that was just, I thought then that could so be... If anyone, wants to hear that, if anyone wants to hear that, go back and listen to 606. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah we have had that. Child doing that. 
we have had that with Chal. And yeah. um, there's a lot of Chal comments in the chat. People calling for for Chal. Um, Chal, which is which is like it's like being at a wrestling show and just hearing them start slowly chanting his name, Chal, Chal, <laughs> Chal, and then his music's gonna hit. And look, we can go the full oh, hog here. God. We can give everybody entrance music. We can do the lot. I am more than happy to create entrance videos for everyone who comes on and have a... What would their club anthem? No, just, just a stupid song. Something completely, ridiculously stupid. Um, but I, I think that, yeah, I think that focusing... Obviously, we'll, at the minute, we'll keep going, focusing on the higher teams. But I, I think keeping the idea of maybe focusing on teams that are in trouble would be funnier yeah, because two two teams that were of the highlight games then one just absolute breakdown one, one shit team sure. can turn one yeah. absolute turn of a team yeah and yeah. It, well it could be but it could also be a disastrous result from the weekend it could yeah, have been yeah. like it doesn't have to be perpetual crisis it could be like a temporary injury crisis or something like that yeah or when or when crawley's ground disappears and becomes digital <laughs> like that sort of thing, which becomes, becomes an NFT. Yeah, when when the players are running around naked because the kits are holograms. Yeah, I love when we're that... saying when, not if. Oh yeah, there's no way. They all they're all just like little monkeys. It's like it's like playing the gorillas, isn't it? Yeah, it is like playing the gorillas, watching <laughs> Crawley, and yeah, watching what Wag me do. Um, mm. But that's that was just an idea before we move on. So let's. Yeah. Wrexham or Grimsby fans, are there any in the chat that want to come in and talk? If not, we're going to quickly have a look at the game um, and we'll, we'll we'll see what we know about it, which I don't suspect is much. Um, guys, tell, tell me tell me about Grimsby versus Wrexham. I watched Grimsby on Saturday. Do you know we should do? We should get Ryan and get Ryan to pretend to be a Grimsby fan. <laughs> I'm going to do it. He's sticking fingers off and I'm going to bring him in. <laughs> He's turned his camera off and his microphone. Um, <laughs> you can't bring him in. Um, so, as it stands, Wrexham are seventh. They've won three, drawn two. Grimsby are twelfth. So, 12 points and 10 points. So, the, the two-point difference, but five places difference. Um, and they've... One one uh, one two, sorry, and drawn three. Head to head, uh, Wrexham have won four times. Grimsby have won eight and and four draws. I don't fully understand betting odds, but I think actually no, I just don't understand it. Maybe you can translate it. This it's got Wrexham. I understand better more. I understand betting odds if they're in the right, right form. at fifty-seven to a hundred. And Grimsby at 92. I understand the 92, but I don't really so understand. I've never seen 57 like to 100 is that they're closer. So you can't divide 57 by anything further, can you? To right, get an even. No. So 57 to 100 means it's too, it's too far. Why don't they just make it one to two? Or, fi or five, to, five to one. Or, do you know what I mean? Just like, because it's literally it one to two. It's one to two, isn't it? Yeah, yeah so yeah, let's make it one to two. So because of the seven, basically. What were the odds? Sorry, fifty-seven to one hundred and ninety-two. Yeah, it's right. Some of the clear favourites there. Hmm. Hmm. The clear favourites. Does anything they played? Yeah. If they played one, basically, if they played once, I'm Rex and would win both times. 
So uh, was, they've Grimsby not met. were nine to two. Grimsby were nine to two. Yeah. yeah. That means if you put two quid on Grimsby, you'll lose two quid. Essentially. Even if Grimsby win. Anyway, this is like... That's the point. That's the point. They're not going to win. <laughs> if you put two quid on Grimsby, you lose. No, you'll right. Lose Grimsby quid. are... So, Wrexham haven't played Grimsby since that, that National League semi-final, which um, on the new series of Welcome to Wrexham, it was replayed kind of somewhere near the beginning. Um I watched it. No, so I don't know. I mean, did we just like, did they just dash over it? Uh, they actually did the. I, I, you know, I did. I did grudgingly really like Welcome to Wrexham, and I really enjoyed the first series. But they did a whole like, oh, let's let's speed up through that, and then it kind of fast forwarded, and and that was. They it. actually they actually edited Grims to show Grimsby lifting the World Cup at the end of the game, just to show that Grimsby were apparently a worldwide powerhouse. That the reason that they <laughs> lost was because Grimsby were just such a big team um and and then now they're gonna have to explain why they're in league two <laughs> um i'm surprised they didn't yeah, so such a barren code what do you mean grimsby oh yeah do you know the film the film grimsby well yeah what well, yeah have you not seen it i have yeah have i got grabbed to watch yeah. it yeah Oh, I'm gutted. I never made the connection. Yeah. Have right, you seen oh. the Paddy Power uh, version of Welcome to Wrexham with Basil right. and Athletic? Can we just please talk about the elephant in the room? That's about Crawley. That is quite clearly a piss take of Crawley time. Yeah. I've only watched yes. the first episode. So, so when, when they met the players, right, they literally meet the players and the manager goes, you don't know it's the manager. The manager just turns to the person next to him and goes, this is a joke, this. And he goes, it's a joke, is it? You're sacked. And he goes, I'm the manager. And he goes, oh, well, you're sacked. So they <laughs> sack the manager straight away. That is Rex, that is Crawley. That is that is John Yems getting yeeted out. And then you've got, that it shows them in a room, the two the two owners, Dean Gaffney and... We're going to do it anyway. Sean Williamson. Barry. Big Barry. Barry. Sat yeah. on the computer and they're going, people are saying we're the worst owners in the, in the football league. We're not, are we? Surely there's worse than us. It's, it's just Crawley. It is a straight piss take of Crawley Town. I spent yesterday editing their faces over to, to make it Crawley, but I fell asleep. Um, there's only so much Evan Smith I can look at without getting an erection. So, Wrexham fans are feeling quite confident about Saturday. They feel like with Stephen Fletcher, they've uh, they've turned a corner. They've got I, I mean, Paul Mullen was back on the bench on Saturday. Whether he starts this week, I don't, I don't know. But um, yeah, I was on a Wrexham space on Tuesday night, I think, and they were, you know, quietly confident going into Saturday. No, not I mean, not quietly because it's Wrexham, isn't it? But. Yeah. They're never quiet. Um, no. You know, I've never heard anyone being confident about Stephen Fletcher. Ever. And now he's turned into this amazing striker since he's signed for I, I, I don't get the big thing with Stephen Fletcher at all. I that think for it's me, the absolute, absolute panic buy. I, 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 I just 
didn't see it. It's the most left field purchase I've seen for a while, and I just don't see it working. I think it's the level that he's come from, isn't it? And the same, like being mentioned about, is it Ben? Get Gannigan? Ben Gannigan? That's uh, another Sheffield Wednesday one that might well be Ben Hennigan. That's it. Uh, that's supposedly linked with the League Two team, um, and he's another one that's Sheffield Wednesday's free agent that is kicking around there. Um, still training with them while he waits for another club. And I think, I guess it's kind of historical provenance than scoring ability. And, and yes, they, they need someone to fill that gap at the moment. I I kind of disagree, Grant. I, I think that Stephen Fletcher's the perfect Luke Armstrong replacement. But that's what I think you want. So is Luke Armstrong. But he can run with the ball. He can carry the ball. Yeah, Luke Armstrong's younger as well. Stephen Fletcher's legs gave up about five years ago. But he's also on a free. Luke Armstrong is £500,000. And Stephen Fletcher, they can just whack as a target man, just like line them up. He doesn't have to run very far. He can be like Paddy Madden and kind of pretty much live offside and, and... just wait for the ball to come to him. He doesn't have to run at all. And then put it wide. I know, is that right? Yeah. That's what Paddy Madden's been doing, isn't it? He's just kind of offside. Or just all scoring offside. Yeah, just put it into G-Lend. Okay. Um, yeah. So what do we reckon score-wise? Because, look, I, I saw Grimsby at the weekend. I wasn't impressed. Um, they said they weren't impressed by Bradford. I wasn't either. I thought we were poor, but I didn't think that they were anything special in the slightest. I was... Actually, really, really shocked. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I just didn't have anything about it. What, what do you think score-wise? 1-0. One each. 3-0 Wrexham. My 1-0 is to Grimsby, by the way. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Only because Grimsby shithoused their way to six points from us last season. And I could see them doing exactly the same against Wrexham. Fair play. Well, let's go with that. Well, equally, I should point out, this is why I don't do predictions. That's my disclaimer. I'm I'm one each. I'm going 3-0 Wrexham. I, I just can't see anything but... Rexham. So one of us is going to be right next week. <laughs> well, look, I'm, I'm just going to disagree. Right, right so this this comment here. Mm-hmm. Grimsby dominated as Liam. Fifty six possession to Bradford. Fifty six percent possession to Bradford. Six shots on six shots from Bradford. Seven from Grimsby. Five shots off goal from Bradford. Three for Grimsby. One on target for Bradford. Three for Grimsby. The stats are equal. They didn't dominate us in any way, shape, or form. They, they, it was a low shooting game, which if there are no shots in a game or there are less, look, there's 13 shots in a 90-minute window there. That's just over a shot every 10 minutes. If there are no shots in a game, then you look at possession. We dominated possession. We had 12% more possession than them. I'm not saying that we dominated the game, but Grimsby absolutely 
didn't dominate us in any way, shape or form. They, they really didn't. It, they, it was a very poor game. And it's the second week in a row, by the way, that Bradford have been involved in the lowest shots in a game in the EFL. That is, that's how bad it's been. Mansfield last week, Mansfield-Bradford, then obviously we knew both teams were injured and they were kind of playing that style to avoid getting any more injuries. Grimsby was different. Yes, heat played a factor, but again, lowest shots in the EFL all weekend. 13 shots in 90 minutes is appalling. It was it was bad. Um, They've got David Rock refereeing who, I mean, this season, 20 yellow cards and one red, but nothing... You know, particularly he refereed that, you know, the Barnsley Port Vale 7 0 opener uh, with eight yellow cards, but since then has been relatively conservative. Although five, mm. five yellows, uh, when was it? A couple of weeks ago, again, uh, Portsmouth, Peterborough, but doesn't look particularly, I've not heard anything particularly bad about him or otherwise. So, as a Bradford fan, What does worried mean? I think so. Well, what like Bradford generally, like worried in what sense? Yeah, in, like just about worried about Bradford, like how we are as a city. I'm gonna say, are you right? I'll I'll ask. I'll are you ask worried? Are you worried, you worried that your that your roof might fall down, or <laughs> are you worried that given your well, it's the same for Salford and Stockport that playoffs and now the three teams are sitting in 16th, 17th, 18th, where the shit starts the season. Does that worry you? No, because I didn't think we were going to have a good season this year. Um, Why? I, I feel like last year was, look, we got ourselves into the playoffs mm -hmm. by the skin of our teeth on the last game of the season. Yeah. We had a top three, possibly top two budget. And in terms of a squad that we brought in, we had a top three squad. We did. Our players, we everyone in the, when at the end of pre-season, everybody looked at our transfer window and everybody had ours in the top three as how we performed. The players we brought in, Richie Smallwood, the captain from Hull in the championship that season. That's a phenomenal signing. The issue was that last season's League Two was poor. And yeah. we shone in games where the season before we would have lost. We should the fact that we scraped into the playoffs was not a good thing. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. And then we bottled the playoffs and we're here now. And I don't know, it feels like we've stepped backwards a little bit. I don't know what he's tried. I've not seen I've seen teams step back to move forward, but I've not yet seen yeah. what that progression plan is yet. Um, well, but... with hindsight, would it have been better to have not been in the playoffs and start pre-season fractionally earlier and get the lads off on holiday earlier and all that? I, no. I think Hughes would have been crucified if he didn't get them into the playoffs last mm -hmm. season. Absolutely yeah. crucified. Like and he's going to get the last... season. Yeah, this is the last year of his kind of three-year project mm -hmm. for promotion. Mm -hmm. Do you think he'll be allowed? The rest of this year, I mean, Jay's just said some fans are um, looking like them wanting him out. Yeah, it's it's weird though. I agree, some fans do want him out, but only when we're losing. 
we go one nil down, like we went yeah. nil, one nil down against Grimsby. People are booing. They got booed off at half time. We score, and it's Mark Hughes, Bradford Army being chanted by every single man, woman, and child. It's a very difficult sport of football, though, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, it's the same. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's um, the same on Saturday at, at Wimbledon for Stockport. And everyone knows about the kind of the number of people who have said that they want Challoner out, but they're all, you know, standing up and clapping for him on a Saturday when we win. Yeah, I, I um I don't think he'll get the full season. I, I just I feel like the fans will turn sooner if we don't push up. Um and at the minute there's not really much sign of us doing it. Um, what Logan said there about us playing Smallwood as a deep line playmaker when he's a ball winning midfielder, he was a ball winning midfielder. Um, the issue we've got right now is that we're struggling to get a six yard pass. Mm-hmm. We're struggling to get a basic movement from any position. It doesn't matter where you play him, it's the basics, it's the fundamentals of football. You look up, you find your man, you pass to him. We're struggling to do that. A, play, a player like Smallwood coming in and being put on every single set piece and not being able to beat the first man on a free kick, or if he does beat the first man on a free kick, it flies miles over and into the crowd. That's nothing to do with where he's playing. It really isn't down to where he's playing. That is just poor, poor football. It's not working. There's something seriously not right there. If he was a sacked, who would you like as a replacement that's realistic? Oh. A great question. This is a really hard question for a Bradford fan, I think, because you've had so many people that have came in that have been experienced in the league. Um, you've got pre- high, now a high-profile manager that's came in that's done the job that's not done the job yet. Mm-hmm. Who is going to be the man to take Bradford to that level? I don't know. That's the oh, that's it's the really only I'd, I'd... Pete Wild. No, but he said that's re- he said that's realistic. <laughs> and it, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, for, for Bradford fans, unfortunately, Pete Wild isn't a realistic one for us. Mm-hmm. Um, Pete, Pete Wild's building, and he's in a long-term project just now. Yeah, if Pete if, Wild's if, going anywhere. He's stepping up. Yeah, and, if, and I love no, no, that about him. No, no, see, for me, if if what had happened with Pete Wild between him and Bradford previously hadn't happened, Pete Wilde would come to Bradford. Mm-hmm. It's regardless. I, Pete Wilde would leave Barrow for Bradford tomorrow if the option was there and if there hadn't been some form of history where Pete Wilde, unfortunately, has a, a bit of a, I don't want to say a chip on his shoulder, but he's he's got a little bit of an axe to grind there. So that's why Pete Wilde isn't realistic. Logan said Carl Robinson again doesn't fill me with any sort of confidence at all. It sounds biased, but I would like to see Dave Artel given a go. I, I just, I would, I like the guy. I, I like Hannah. We've, we've spoken to him. Grant, you were there when we spoke to him last year, Grant, yeah, he, spoke he, he spoke so well. Then last night, which has been a year since we spoke, his knowledge of, of League Two and the game and what he's learning has come so far. He's yeah. taken this year to actually make himself a better manager and understand yeah. the game. Like some of the things that he talks about are things that you just wouldn't ever think of as a fan. And that's yeah. what you need from a manager. He needs, he needs to be in a job in the league soon. Yeah. And beyond, right. I think 
Yeah, I agree. And beyond that, he's gone uh, to different leagues. He's gone to different sports. He's spent time with the British judo team. He's spent time mm. with, um, I can't even, like, it was just, it just kept reeling them off. Oh, like, well, and, you know, and I did this. He's like the guy who does the, um, I can't remember what his name is, that does the high performance podcast with Jake Humphrey. And mm -hmm. he, when uh, the book that he wrote, he went round to all these, like, to boxing and just different sports all over the world to understand what makes a good manager and a leader in sports. And it feels like he's done a micro version of that, but he's, he just needs someone to be patient with him because he's got yeah. this kind of master plan and blueprint for what success looks like, but success isn't going to happen in six months. Someone's going to strike gold with Dave mm -hmm. Artel. They really mm -hmm. are. Um, he's been working with West Ham this summer, um, having sit down face to face meetings with David Moyes, going over yeah. things like th like that's that's invaluable. There's not one manager at League Two level right now that has been doing that over the summer. That's been having yeah. you know these are these these just won the Europa League. Like these were the they 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 are technically European champions, and he's <laughs> sat in the room with their manager going through what their plans are for the season and how they're approaching it and yeah Maybe someone's going to strike very, a very very good manager in David Moyes I, I rate David Moyes so highly as a manager mm -hmm. so, someone's so going to hit I'm glad we're Sam actually just as a very off topic I'm so glad yeah. he's talking about that. but yeah so, someone's going to strike gold with Atel they really are mm -hmm. going to strike gold with him and when they do everyone's going to go why didn't we go for him it's like well for 12 months now we've been touting him as someone needs to take a chance and the um, thing that i loved about him as well is that he talks about the jobs that he turned down and he like although he recognizes that he can be really flexible with his approach he wants the the right team and ian barraclough was the same he's like i you know i can pick and choose i want to um, I want to have a team that's a good fit for me and a culture and you know, mm. that, that goes at all levels from the, the squad that you've got to the resources to the chairman, chairperson. Um, yeah, I, 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 I absolutely love that interview. I found that's, it. I properly fangirled out. This is just part of for me, this comment that's came up. Liam, if Doncaster were to jump and sack Grant McCann I see McCann there right would you take McCann at Bradford <laughs> um, yeah because I don't think Grant McCann should get sacked at Doncaster I just think their board are very very trigger happy yeah. and they're right now they're in the worst position in the EFL and they have to and I wouldn't blame the board really because they have to protect their their investment. They have to keep that EFL membership and getting rid of McCann. I don't think Brad McCann would struggle. Even though he's down there at the bottom just now and he's got Doncaster, I don't think he will struggle for one second to get another job and higher up in the league to or in league one. Well, this I is what I said to the guys on in the, on the 606 on Sunday when they said, even if we went out, like Charles said, even if we dropped out of the EFL under Grant McCann, you know, we, we're, we're a project, blah, blah, blah. Grant McCann would not go to the yeah. National League with Doncaster. He will be gone in a breath. Grant McCann mm -hmm. will be out of that door and he will be at a higher league job because he won't be seen as the problem because these problems at Doncaster keep happening. 
Um, but yeah, no, look, do you know what? Yes, I would take McCann. It's a strange thought to have because he's still new at the job there, but a very good appointment, a very good appointment. From yeah, I feel like we've got the stability off the field in place already, whereas Doncaster mm -hmm. don't, don't have that right now. Um, in fact, you fit Bradford really well. You fit the style of play that you have got as well. Yeah. Yeah. This this Doncaster one, if it doesn't go right, could do a little bit of damage to his reputation. Um, but realistically, yeah, he's, he's still leagues above where Doncaster are right now. And he's that they are where they are. Something's going horrifically wrong at Doncaster. Mm. <sighs> I think it's Chow. I think all. it's Chow. Blame child going to Rochdale. Child going to Rochdale in York. Yeah. And fist pumping on the side of the yeah. pitch with the Rochdale fans and no Rochdale <laughs> fans reacted. Yeah. The, um, but yeah, it's a strange one. I can't put my finger on what's going wrong there this season. I had them for being the dark horses this season to do well, not the dark Same. horses to go to go fucking down. Um, yeah. Because they've done, they done good business. Like, I think they've done really good business. I really rate Owen Bailey that came in, but they're playing him at right back. And they've injury problems at right back because they brought in Jamie Sterry, who's injury prone. Other right backs, injury prone. They loaned out Seaman to us. Um, and poor Owen Bailey's having to play at centre back rather than at centre mid. And I think he's a great, great player. Yeah, Jay's just said there they can see too many goals, score very little, missing that killer instinct. Um, I think Doncaster. I I actually think that there was more to the Billy Sharp story than we were led to believe. Me, I, I I think that they they put all their eggs in the Billy Sharp basket this summer. And I actually forgot about the Billy Sharp basket. Yeah, he didn't um, go anywhere in the end, did he? Yeah, he's at LA Galaxy. Oh, is he? I'd miss that. <laughs> Scoring for fun. Sure, <laughs> really. Yeah, he, he scored. He scored not last night. The night before. Yeah, typical Billy Sharp poacher's goal. Um, but yeah, no. For me, look, I think it's. Uh, I think they put all their eggs in the basket where Billy Sharp's concerned. I feel like they they mm. really thought that they were going to get him back, um, and unfortunately, didn't happen. And they don't seem to have replaced him in any way, shape, or form. So, yeah, the basket's got a big hole at the bottom of it. Massive, the egg, the basket was a frying pan, so the eggs have just like fried and <laughs> melted away. Um, right, well, guys, look, we this 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 didn't go how we thought it was gonna go. Um, yeah, look, so uh, uh, Russell's just said there, Sharp's averaging a goal every 44 minutes in the MLS at the minute. Nice, it's not bad, is it? It's almost yet mm -hmm. young levels. Um, absolutely, yeah. I don't think you're missing Miller. I don't think Miller's. I don't think Miller is much about him, if I'm honest. But, but yeah. Um, well, look, this has kind of gone what we didn't expect it to. But I feel like it's been fun. It's been like it's been a learning curve just over the ninety minutes. Um, have you had fun, guys? Yeah, I've, I've had a lot of fun. I mean, it's, it may not always be all three of us every week. We might they'll be chopped and changed because I'm busy a lot of Thursdays, and yeah, we. We all have other things that we do. This has just been a random idea that we thought, let's do a Thursday show. It's going to be fun to do a live show. Yeah, I just yeah. thought we could do a joint one, the way we could get 
a look into the games coming up rather than just waiting to see what happens. And but I, I think it's the uh, on camera. Must be on camera. Must be on camera. I think I do think the idea for the promos is going to be a, a winner because it'll be a it'll be a TikTok slash YouTube shorts as well. And I think we can, guys. We're, we're open to ideas on this. This is something that we want to make that you guys enjoy. We want it to be kind of your your show. Like if that that sounds cheesy, but it's true. Um, we want you to tell us what you want to see, and then we'll do it. And that doesn't include naked Liam again. No, I think everyone should put an idea in the chat here and we'll see if we can get Chal to do it. I think Chal Inge should be something as a weekly section, whether it's done live or whether it's something he's recorded through the week and we play it on here and we try and get Chal to do stupid things. Can we <laughs> tell them the Chal idea that we've got and we're going to do that Chal doesn't yeah. know? Yeah. So, yeah. The the guy that we had on at the beginning, Lewis, who does the Salford Salford City Group, he actually runs a. Um, here we go. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's back. So, Lewis runs a. I, I Alan Janik. Yeah. Um, I, I don't really know how to um, describe it, but it's kind of like a bit like a roast slash rap battle page. We're gonna get Chal. To come and do a rap slash roast battle against him live for when Doncaster play Salford. That's going to be Sounds. incredible. Out of context, Chal is going to just explode at the sheer <laughs> content available. Um, and here's the thing I'm not going to ask Chal, I'm going to tell Chal that he's already agreed to it. So, if Chow asks any of you, you were there. <laughs> <laughs> because I think we can get it to just go, yeah, I remember. Yeah, of course I will. And if we can, incredible. But, yeah, guys, I'll let you two be awesome. I feel I'm like just... it can't come sooner. Oh, my goodness. Right, 24th of October, Salford oh. play Donny. That's a Tuesday, Tuesday, isn't it? Tuesday the 24th, yeah. Let's do it. Let's, all right, let's, oh, I'll, I'll, I can't wait. This is going to be wait. it. We'll get, we'll get everyone involved. Um, but yeah, if you want to come on next week, we'll, what we'll do is, in fact, you know, we won't choose the games. If you want to come on and talk about your games, get in touch. If we think that there's enough to talk about, we'll have mm. you on. I think that's yeah. the best way. Um, rather than us trying to chase you to come on, come to us. Tell us if you want to come talk about your game next week. Give us a subject that you want to talk about while you come on so we know what we're talking about, we know what you're having us, uh, or why you're coming on. But, yeah, other than that, guys, I'm done. Grant, Hannah, I'm going to let you two say what you need to say. Mm, what you say? <laughs> um, I'm I was just looking at, the, at next weekend. So there is Mansfield Barrow. There's... Norman County and Wrexham. Pete Wild. Um, Pete Wild. Yeah. So, not that, not not much going on. No, I scored a goal. Nah, not much. So really, shall I walk us out? Shall I walk us out? Go on, Grant. Walk us yeah. out. Tell people walk to subscribe and like. 
Oh yeah, I need, I need to remember to add all that stuff in again, won't I? I'm not used to doing this. Oh my goodness, yes. we're on YouTube. I can get the girls to do ah. the like and subscribe, guys. Someone's joined. That one. <laughs> guys, someone's joined. We're not going nowhere yet. I don't it's know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I don't either. No, it's all right. Just wrap. It's all right. We're good. Um, I think we're going to have to. Just wrap. I, I can't yeah. wrap. You were halfway through walking No, down. yeah. We'll oh, right. I, thought I thought you were talking to him to like, start a rap battle. I'm like, I can't rap, mate. It's, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Anyway, guys, on that note, thank you very much for listening, watching, doing whatever the hell you're doing, um, putting up with us on your Thursday night. Um, thanks for watching. Don't forget, like, Subscribe, comment. If it's going out on Spotify, I don't know if it is or not. I'm there, I'm a real Spotify. Real EFL Spotify. Just rate it five stars. Comment whatever the hell you want. We we really don't care what you comment. I think that doesn't mean it. Just go five stars. I'm follow on there. I forgot what to do, but what do you do on Spotify? On podcasts, on Apple, you can do your five stars and your comments because the Liam's 100% yeah. not been uh, rating his own podcast on Apple Podcasts. Right. Hang on. Let me read it because I, <laughs> I disagree that I've done anything yet. Um, Ryan says rate well, five well, star on the agreement. Well, he's getting that ready. If you don't already follow us on Twitter, follow all of our Twitter pages. Please do. At Lower League Look. At Lower League Look at, at the Real EFL. No, no, there's no, no. Real EFL, Real EFL Social. Real mm -hmm. EFL Social. Sorry, guys. So it says, right. This is what we're going to end on then. The reviews, to be fair, I, I, this was me, Hannah. I, I'll admit it. Oh, anyway, Liam, that's a lovely phone case you've got there. It is a lovely phone case. Thank you. We sell them on the lowerleaguelook.com. Um, oh. Different cases from different kits from different clubs at all times. And if you have a favourite kit from over the years, send us it and we'll make it into a, a phone case, which can then be shipped out to you for any make and any model. It's beautiful. Other merchandise um, available, like you've just been Jake Young stickers and t-shirts. Um, hashtag had. Hashtag had. Here's my. Here's the review. It says, "This is not a biased review. I swear, I love it. Such a great podcast and such great people who are neither self-indulgent nor turgid. And one always eats the best things as we record. They record. They damn it." And then it ends five stars. I actually think I put four stars and had to change it. <laughs> but oh yeah, that's the, that's, the, that's the review, guys. It's, it's there. Go on and leave us a review. Leave us a funny comment. We can talk oh, about it you on know next what week. You can do in Spotify as well. You can send a question, which I discovered. I sent a question. No one's replied to me. They don't know how Send questions in. Yes, yeah, send us questions. My emails, guys. I'm not answering questions. Send us questions. If you send Barry. any, if you're going to send any, Barry. if you're going to send any daft football stories in that you want us to read out, send them to Grant at LowerLeagueLook.co.uk. 
and I will read out any daft football stories that come through live on YouTube. So grant at lowerleaflook.co.uk. Yes, Liam. Yes. Someone sent me in a, a promo, a written <laughs> promo. It's the Scott Steiner map promo, Grant, about Mansfield Town. <laughs> right. To the person who sent that, I want a video of you doing that seriously or socials. Please, thank you. You know who you are, Russell. <laughs> Goodbye, guys. I love you done that, day. I love you done the camera. We've been the really FL in the lower league. Look. Good night.